Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. It's not God's will that we be victims, that we be overcome, that we be defeated, that we fail. Uh, he has ordained that we are winners, <laughs> overcomers. So get your Bible, get something to make some notes with. Come on into the class with us. We saved you a seat right up front. Uh, what does that mean? That means don't try to do other things while you're doing this. Put that off, pause it for a bit, and give this your full attention. And we're not just coming into your uh, place where you are, you're coming in here with us into the environment of faith. And we, uh, we've prayed for you and we are surrounding you with faith and joining our faith with you that we'll get answers. You'll get answers. You'll see what you need to see, understand what you need to understand and what to do and the steps to take. And no matter how bad it's been, you're coming out. We're coming out. We're coming over. We're coming through. We're coming over. This is the victory that overcomes the whole world, even our, my, your faith. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity. And we acknowledge we can do nothing of ourselves. We have nothing of ourselves. We know nothing by ourselves. But we're not by ourselves. You're in us. You're with us. You're for us, and in you, and with you, we can do all things. And so we ask you and thank you for answers and help today, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you turn, please, again in our great textbook, the Bible, um, to Mark 5. We'll start there today. We're studying the uh, eighth individual account of healing in our study uh, we're calling it Faith for Healing, going one by one through the 20 uh, accounts, individual accounts of healing in the four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we've studied one by one up to number eight now, which is the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. You'll find this in Matthew 9 and also in Mark 5 and also in Luke 8. We read uh, Matthew 9 on yesterday. We'll start today with Mark 5 and 25. It says, A certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment." Now, you'll notice right from the start, and we saw this in, in Luke's uh, account. Uh, in fact, if you want to, just, just turn there and look at it quickly in, in Luke 8, because Luke himself is a physician, and he adds something even to what Mark said about it. In verse 43, Luke 8, 43, a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. So he adds the phrase that her, um, her case was something that the doctors and medicine of his time 
could not address. There, there was no other doctor to go to. There was no other healing facility to go to that could do anything with this. And so what, what we see here is the limitations of man. Uh, and this is not, uh, you know, a, a disrespecting of, of physicians or medicine. Uh, it's not at all. It's just an acknowledgement that man doesn't have all the answers. And if you argue with that, then you're being foolish or dishonest because you know man does not have all the answers. And thank God for what we've learned and, and uh, we've learned some things as humanity since this time. Thank God. A lot of things. But uh, if the world continues and uh, the Lord tarries is coming for a while and science and medicine advances, people will look back to our time and they'll go, they did what? <laughs> they, <laughs> uh, you, you took what? <laughs> because uh, our state of science will, will appear so barbaric <laughs> to them. Just like us looking back to there, we'd go, wow, glad I didn't live back in that time. Well, it doesn't matter which time you live in. This is still going to be true that there comes all too quickly and all too often the place where the latest, greatest, the best say, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do and it'll be diagnosed uh, terminal, uh, incurable, uh, whatever the, the term is used. But that's not making room for the Creator. That's not acknowledging God. Uh, more accurate would be people, for people to say, I don't know what else to do. We don't have anything else we can do. That doesn't mean nothing can be done. Because all things are possible with God. And all things are possible to him or her that believes. Can you say hallelujah? hallelujah. But nothing helped. Uh, in Mark Mark's account here, verse 26, and this is Young's literal, it says, uh, she suffered many things under, under many physicians, having spent all she had and having profited nothing, but rather having come to the worse. The, the New American Standard says, verse 25, the woman had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but had rather had grown worse. And like Luke's, Dr. Luke says, she couldn't, neither could be healed of any. Now all her living, that means everything she's got. And this has happened too many times too. There have been times that people started out with some means, but especially after years, people have been completely impoverished trying to get better, trying to get the answer. And, and what's frustrating is doing thing after thing at great expense and great pain and discomfort, all to realize it didn't help at all. It's worse now 
than it was before I started. So I've wasted my time. I've wasted my money. I've gone through all that for nothing. I'd have been just as well off not doing any of it. Now, it's at points like this that people get bitter and they get to blaming other people and suing people. But that's not taking responsibility for your own actions. Who made you do that? Who made you go to them? Who made you agree to the procedure? Who made you agree to the expense? Uh, we need to take responsibility for our own actions. And we need to take responsibility for praying and seeking God. And there are many times, if we'd really seek the Lord, He'd deal with us, don't do that. <laughs> and just that one simple thing would have saved us all kind of issues. Now, other times, He would deal with you, do it. Do this. Because He knows where our faith is. Sometimes people have said, well, you know, well, God, God doesn't need man to help me. He can do it all, you know, by himself. Well, he can. Uh, and he does amazing things. We see that right here. He, does some, he did something that men could not do. And it makes it pretty simple when people tell you, we can't help you. Well, there's no need looking at them anymore, right? You know who to look to. But you should look to God first anyway, no matter what people can do or think they can do, you should look first to God. Hmm? And then you utilize what men can do under the direction of Him. If He directs you that you can do that or should do that, then you do. But back to this thought of people getting bitter. Um, you see it so many times. That, that people, you know, they, they reach out in desperation like a drowning person to somebody, you fix me, you fix me. And sometimes even people tell them, well, I, I'll do what I can. First of all, you should never make anybody your Savior, except the Savior, right? You should never make anybody your healer. Never. You should never make anybody your provider or your protector. No man, no woman. Now God uses men and women and people and things, but you don't look to them. You look to Him. Everybody say, look to Him, not to them. <laughs> Come on, say it again. Look to Him, not to them. And many times when, when folks have looked to people and they let them down, and it didn't work, it's time to show some humility. It's time to not come down on them, not blame them. Uh, you should come back to you and go, I shouldn't have gone to them to start with. There's not enough of this going on. This is humility. And why is this important? Because the proud get resisted. And when you're blaming everybody but yourself for all of your problems and issues, there's no humility in that. That's pride. And it's being deceived. And if there's no humility, there will be no help. God's grace is His help. 
And when you're in a situation, you need help. The way to get it is not through blaming others. That's the way to forfeit your help. The way to get help is to not, not heap a bunch of condemnation on yourself, but take responsibility. I should have gone to you first, Lord. <laughs> right? Forgive me. I, I don't blame them. I shouldn't have gone to them to the first, in the first place. I shouldn't have pulled on them. I shouldn't have looked to them. But we see the giant change came in this woman's life. Uh, look at the, at the passage again here uh, in Mark. Mark 5. It said the woman had the issue of blood and had suffered many things, verse 26, of many physicians and spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. Verse 27 is when this thing turned around. When she what? When she what? When she had heard of Jesus. This was the first turning point that led to the miracle. This was it. This is where it all, it all turned. Prior to this, for 12 years, it's going the wrong direction. It's getting worse and worse. She's going through all kind of stuff. She's spending every dime she's got. Nothing is helping worse, worse, worse. And that's not knocking her or the doctors. They didn't know anything else to do. They're limited. You know the biggest, biggest problem with, with doctors, attorneys, scientists, anybody else? They're like you. <laughs> right? And you don't know everything. Well, they don't either. They've learned some more things about that area than you do, but they still are like you. And compared to what there is to be known about it, they don't know much. Even the most brilliant, even the best in the field, compared to what God knows, <laughs> Ned and the first reader. <laughs> you may not know that phrase, but that, that means, you know, kindergarten. No, uh, thank God for what we've learned. Thank God. Oh, uh, medicine has saved millions of lives and, and added to, and, and to the comfort and the enjoyment. And, and most all of us, uh, under our, my voice right now, have benefited. And we thank God for it. But no man or woman or treatment is the healer. None are. In fact, you think about the, the most skilled surgeon in the world has never healed anybody. They can't. What they can do is maybe remove the problem very skillfully and maybe repair some things as far as, you know, repair work, restoration. But they didn't heal it. Once they're done, then they count on, <laughs> right, the healing that God put in the body yes. to cause the body to heal. Man's not the healer. And so it's, she was doing everything she knew how to do with her resources to get better. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's what you should do. You should fight the good fight of faith. In, uh, in Proverbs, go, go with me over there if you would to the 18th chapter. Proverbs 18. You, you see folks get in the ditch on both sides of this, this issue. 
You'll see people who say, well, you know, God gave us uh, doctors and medicine to heal us. And that's saying too much. And, and they'll, all, they'll, they'll say it like this. They'll say, well, you know, if you believe in that kind of thing, prayer could be a help to what the doctors are doing. No, no, you got it backwards. <laughs> you got it backwards. God has given us medicine and doctors and procedures, and these things, as a natural helps to Him. He's the healer. Can you see that? And prayer and faith is not the, the sub thing that helps. It's the natural thing that helps. And if you don't have the faith and the prayer, then you, when you get to the thing that man can't do, you're done. You won't get any results. And nothing will help you naturally like it's supposed to unless you mix faith with it. If there's some kind of medicine that you, that you feel good about taking... Well, it's going to do so much more for you if you take it in faith, <laughs> right? If you take it and go, I don't think this is going to do any good, but they said take it, so here, I take it, you know. Yeah, I didn't figure it's going to do anything. Well, it's not going to, it's not going to do what it should do, but if you, if you say, I, yeah, they said this will help me, I believe it will help me, and you take it, and you swallow it, and you say, go to work, Madison, Huh? Do a good job. Help me out. It will do so much more for you because you don't just have the natural working, you got the spiritual working. And that's the bigger, stronger force. And so you'll see people that go too far to that side and they act like, you know, doctors, medicine, that's all there is. And that God gave us, gave that to us as a replacement for his supernatural healing power. Well, that's a bad deal. Because <laughs> people used to, were able to be healed by miraculous power that there were no limitations. No matter how terminal it was, you could be healed in a moment. And now we've got doctors. Thank God for them. But that's not true. It's not an either or. We have both. Somebody say we have both. But we don't need to put the natural ahead of the spiritual. The spiritual is to be first. Uh, then you got people that go to the other extreme. And they say, well, I've learned about faith and God can do anything. And all things are possible to him that believes. So I don't need any doctors. And I don't need any medicines. And I don't need any of that. And God can heal me without that. He can heal you without that. And he does do that numerous times, but we don't receive according to what he can do. Did you hear that phrase, class? You don't receive according to what God can do. You receive according to your faith, which is at different places. And that's why somebody would say, well, the Lord would never lead you to go to the doctor. He most certainly would. Well, the Lord would never lead you to have a surgery or an operation. He most certainly will. Well, why would he do that when he could do it without it? You don't receive according to what he can do. You receive according to your faith, and he knows where your faith is. 
right? Which is why at times he will lead you to do a natural thing. But even then, it's not just natural or spiritual. Like we said, you mix faith with the medicine. Well, you mix faith with the, uh, the procedure. We've had numerous times miraculous things happen with the power of God involved in uh, doctors and medicine and surgery. I had a, uh, years ago teaching uh, at a healing uh, class and a healing ministry. We had a, a person there who had an inoperable brain tumor. And it had grown and developed until it was killing them. And their life expectancy wasn't much longer. And the problem is, nobody would take their case. They were willing to have a surgery, to have it removed, but everybody they went to, every neurosurgeon, brain surgeon they went to, after looking at the scans and the tests and all that, they said, no, uh, it'll kill you. You know, they, they wouldn't do the operation because they, uh, apparently they couldn't see how to remove it without destroying the brain and killing them. So they figured they're better off just to live what life they can remaining. And so they had been to place after place. And they had come to uh, where we were in, uh, to, to believe for some miraculous healing because they, they had no other place to go. And it was at that same time that Brother Oral Roberts uh, and his people had built the City of Faith there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And his emphasis was just what we're talking about today, mixing faith and, and medicine. And, uh, you know, he had, he had ministered by the anointing and supernatural healing for decades, and yet he saw what a great need it was to have both. And so they built that wonderful, amazing uh, structure and facility, high-rise, hospital, and the whole emphasis was that, well, um, they decided they'd go check over there, and they agreed to do the surgery when nobody else would. And so we prayed with them before they went about the surgery, and we, we do the, we have, I've done this many times. We, we say, Lord, we pray that uh, your hand would be on the surgeons and the technicians and all their equipment. Help them to get good rest the night before and guide their eyes and their mind and help them to do absolutely perfect work. Keep them back from making any mistakes and anything that they need to know, reveal it to them. And, and then afterwards, Lord, we ask you to speed up the healing process working in their body. And we've prayed that prayer many times, and we have seen amazing things. So not just either or. It was the natural plus the power of God. Can you see that? And the power of God did what the natural couldn't do. So the, um, they had the surgery, and praise God it was a success. But I found out later why. The surgeon, of course, these are believers over there at the City of Faith. I found out that they said the surgeon that was in leading it worked on this person for hours and could not find a way to extricate. They said it was, it, the thing had tentacles down into the different parts of the brain. That's why nobody would operate on it. And doesn't that sound devilish? Yeah. 
It's, it's, it's of the enemy. It's devilish. That's not God. And uh, it choking the life out of them. And so they worked and worked and worked. And they just were tired. And so they took just a moment and they turned over to the side to rest just a minute. And, and they pray. And, were, and was praying. And we had already prayed too. And the person had prayed. And so they went back and, and, and they took the instrument and, and the whole thing felt loose. And so they rotated their head a little bit and, and they moved and the whole thing just fell out. <laughs> they, just, they just pulled the whole thing and they noticed it was dead from the roots. And we had prayed that very prayer a week or two before that. You know how Jesus cursed the uh, tree from the roots? It, it, it just came, and, and so he, they just pulled it right out and just closed them up and they were fine. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, because the reason I said it, because the person was struggling within themselves. How, how can I believe in God being my healer and, and believe it's okay to have the surgery too? Well, God used all of it, didn't he? He, he used the surgeon. He, he, it was the power of God that killed the thing that made it even possible to remove it and then caused him to heal up supernaturally fast. Uh, it's not just either or it's faith all the time. Is that right? Faith in the morning, faith at noontime, faith when the sun goes down, faith if you go to the doctor, faith if you don't go to the doctor, faith if you take the medicine, faith if you don't take the medicine, it's still faith, faith, faith. What did Jesus turn to the woman and say? Your faith is what did it. Your faith has made you whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say praise God. Praise God. Your faith has made you whole. When she heard of Jesus, verse 27, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Like we said, that's what changed everything. See, up until that point, she didn't have faith in Jesus. She hadn't, she'd never heard about Jesus. So all, all she knew was to go and see what the doctors could do and try everything and every new treatment and everything that she could ever find and spend all her money. But when she heard, oh, somebody say she heard, she heard. When she heard, did you know you're hearing about Jesus right now? <laughs> yes, you are. When she heard about him, how does faith come? It comes... By hearing, one translation said, when she heard about the things Jesus had done, when she heard about the things he was doing, what was he doing? He was going about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, the scripture says, for, for God was with him. And when she heard about that, faith came up in her and hope and expectation came up in her. And it got to the point where she began to say, if I just get to him and just touch his clothes, I shall be, not might be, not will see, not will give it a try, I shall be whole. And she did, and she was. And we're still talking about it today. Hallelujah. And our time's up again. Hallelujah. Come back tomorrow, we got a lot more. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, 
But you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.